The Cryptonaut Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal-themed items to wear, display, and collect. Every month, you can expect a carefully curated box filled with cryptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. Visit CryptidCrate.com, sign up for your monthly box today, and at checkout, be sure to use our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Also, too, we want to let you guys know that we have a new design up in the T Public store, so you can click the link in the description of this podcast. You can go there and check it out. We have a couple more designs that we're working on at the moment, so we should have those up in the next uh, maybe like month or so. And without further ado, Christopher, cue that creepy music. Not podcast. I'm Mark Storrs. With me, as always, is Chris Carson. And wow, that was beautiful. I sang it. We really did. I will not torture you. It's simply Rob Murphy. <laughs> Chris and Rob, good to have you back. Good Thanks, to have Mark. you here. Good to have everybody present and accounted for for this week's episode. So, before we get started, remember to follow us in the social medias. There is uh, Twitter. There's Instagram. There's the Facebook. There is the Facebook. I'm not sure if you guys saw Zuckerberg do his. Uh, I saw clips, his a little bit of it. impersonation of a human trying to explain to old people how Facebook works. Oh, and then all this, all the different people in, in the in Congress were like throwing them zingers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we're on Facebook too. So, like our page, I guess before uh, you know, before it's gone, uh, before Facebook locks everything down. Old completely. people are going to make Facebook live forever. Yeah, they need much. it now. That's yeah, their no, taste of technology, they and do. they're not going to part with yeah, it. That's like all. that's like reruns of Matlock for them now. <laughs> They will never give that shit Sharing up. Sharing all their dank Martyr memes. Martyr wrote. <laughs> Grandma's got... Oh, there, there you go. Grandma's got dank memes. That'll oh, be yeah. A great, that'll Plastic be a great on group. the couch and dank-ass memes. So be sure to follow us on all the socials. Thank you to everyone that gets in contact with us every week. Yes. I, I'm the one on there talking, but I appreciate talking with everyone. I have a great time. Uh, be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes and the Apple Podcasts app. I have to distinguish between the two, or we won't get featured in Apple's featured section. Oh. Thanks, Apple. Wow. So we have some reviews to read. Uh, the first review here comes from X-Ray Vision 54. Sweet name. Five-star review. Yes. Entitled, Great Show I Found. Hey, good. Goes on to say, loves me this new show that I found. A lot of humor and info on my phone, Stitcher Radio, and on my iPad. I'm a crypto fan. Love all the shows on crypto. Uh, waiting for you guys to do a show on how Bigfoot got his own money. A cryptocurrency. Oh, oh a little cryptocurrency. Is that, like, is that like a double it. entendre? It's a double entendre right that there. That is like the it. least sexy but most clever double I have entendre. Actually, I have used X-Ray Vision's joke, I think, twice this week with people getting a hold of us for asking if we're a Bitcoin, crypto exchange. Crypto exchange yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, but I've heard that you know the Mothman likes to use Bitcoins. It's so, so funny. It was such an obscure phrase that people had no idea what you were no, fucking even, talking well, about now, for years. And now suddenly... It's like we're riding, 
in the back of a pickup truck driven by a whole other group of people bouncing off going, but we're the crypto people. Well, it is not imaginary money. It's monsters. Yeah. We're starting to get followers and contacts at Crypto Not Podcast from people that are Bitcoin cryptocurrency people. So, but uh, do they hope, enjoy monsters too? I hope you do. Because not, you can cross over. Yeah. Yeah. We'll help you with monsters. Okay, but. we got one more review here. This is from Anonymous Anonymally, and this is review and detailed story with a four-star review. Oh. Well, but unbelievable. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Goes on to say, neat with a surprising audio quality for such a new podcast. Thank you. Should have given you a four-star review for not talking about the Sheep Squatch yet, hint, mm-hmm. but it was just too good. I actually have an experience myself while in Ohio, or I'm sorry, while in Iowa, I saw two strange bird-like creatures while watching a softball game. I could give you more details if you want later. Actually, yes, if you want to fill us in on the details of what you saw. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think I know who this is. I'm pretty sure I know who this person is with the sheep squatch hint. So hit me up on Twitter, um, or you can email us at cryptonotpodcast.com, or you can contact us through Facebook or however. But yeah, you know what? Get a hold of us. Let us know what happened with uh, your encounter with seeing some large, strange birds. Yeah, we would love, love hearing know. what people do. Okay, so this week we are talking about the terrible flying jelly bags. In 1958, <laughs> a pair of panic-stricken Swedes were attacked by a horde of pulsating protozoan creatures just off a desolate stretch of fog-shrouded road in what has to be one of the most terrifying close encounters on record. Oh, yeah. Well, terrifying shit. jelly bags. Bag well, of jelly. Know, je- jelly bags, are, you know, that just doesn't I don't know comfort where, you. You know what, Rob? I don't know where to go with this. I'm just going to ask you to, to take, bag of jelly. take the wheel, Let Rob. me do this. Oh. May I? Rob, take the wheel. <laughs> Drive us home to Jelly Bagville. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Okay. On December 20th, 1958, two friends, 25-year-old Hans Gustafsson, mm. Gustafsson, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. murder foreign names, and 30-year-old Stig Rydberg. Oh. oh yeah, you're a badass Oh my god, yeah. Oh, you walk into a fucking bar with a toothpick in your mouth and you put your engineer boot on the side of a stool and you say, "I'm Stig Rydberg." Yeah. That's and hardcore. I'm taking one of you home tonight. <laughs> yeah, you've killed alien species. Oh, you have. You, you wiped out whole civilizations. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, Gustav's son and, and Rydberg. <laughs> We're making the normally brief and merry drive home from Mary. Hoganas to Heisenberg, where the pair were staying with Gustafsson's, Gustafsson's mother, Anna Berggren, following a night on the town with their girlfriends. Sorry about my name murdering. Due to the soupy haze that obscured the road, Gustafsson had slowed his DKW combi vehicle to nearly a crawl. He hoped that this precaution would allow he and his friend to have a safe and uneventful journey. His hope would prove to be in vain. At approximately 3 a.m., the duo decided to pull over at an isolated spot on Route 45, which runs along the Strait of Orsund near the village of Domston, in order to stretch their legs and relieve themselves. Neither man could have predicted that they were just moments away from the most traumatic experience of their young lives. Mm. That's ominous. All right. The first indication that something unusual was stirring occurred when the pair noticed a peculiar glow emanating from the trees approximately 150 feet away. Fueled by curiosity and the daring of youth, the men decided to walk into the misty woods to investigate the origin of this strange illumination. This decision would be one that they would regret. 
As they approached the unknown light source, Rydberg and Gustafsson stopped next to a sign that prohibited camping in the area. It was then that the astonished pair spied a wide, radiant, discoid object. The duo later estimated that the disc was about three feet high and nearly 15 feet wide. The immobile saucer, quote-unquote, was supported on a tripod perched on the forest floor. According to Gustafsson, this is a quote from him, we saw a strange disc. It was resting on legs about two feet long. It seemed to be made of a peculiar shimmering light that changed color. Hmm. Okay. That's so kind of uh, cool. Just for size comparison. It's a lava lamp. Three, Wait, three feet three by feet 15? By 15? Sitting on a truck. Well, that's fucked. I mean, but it's not meant to carry <laughs> humans, evidently. Well, no. Uh, but well, I mean, not humans. No, I mean, it's three, three feet. I'm, I'm, my, it's not big. My, my daughter's about this three is three feet. feet. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so my daughter's about three and feet. 15. So fifteen feet wide. Yeah. So, so three but, feet. Okay. All but right. But we well. might be talking about, as we know, Doctor Who type physics, where yeah, I know shit's that, bigger well, on the inside. It might be a little bit early to jump to TARDIS technology, but, Maybe it's but reverse, I'm just saying, I like reverse where going. TARDIS physics. Ooh. So oh, it's tinier. Boy. Tinier oh, on the inside. <laughs> this closet <laughs> looks so big. <laughs> It's a glove compartment. It's kind of like my house. If you look at my house, How you're like, does oh, that even big. And then you walk in my house and you're like, wow, you Mark, you, can't even you fat. live in the closet. You, you can't even get through the door. All four of us live in a closet. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the worst TARDIS. Yep. Before they could get their bearings, the duo suddenly found themselves surrounded by a throng of bizarre undulating objects, mm. all of which were oh. roughly three feet in length. Perfect for the UFO. They, they're going to fit snugly. They began to surge toward the terrified two. Rydberg would later describe the shocking scene for reporters. This is what he said. They were like protozoa, just a bit darker than most, sort of a bluish color, hopping and jumping around the saucer like globs of animated jelly. Than most? Is he a protozoa expert? Yeah, I know. It's really... Like, I'm used to certain shades of protozoa. Right. Well, a little off-green. I mean... But Amber consider, tinges. This just, was not your typical protozoa. Just consider it, color. Is, it is Sweden, and they have a. They're protozoa experts. They have a better education system than we do. So I can't maybe, argue that. Maybe when you're, you know, okay, maybe well, he has a better grasp of protozoa because I honestly forgot about protozoa until you brought it up. Well, it, so. they're they're really awesome. I, I don't even know. Are they multicellular I don't th- or single I, cell? Yeah, I thought they were They're small and awesome, and they devour their prey in unique ways. Maybe and um, I don't know anything about them. I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, I we're going to ask uh, Manuel's wife. Oh, there oh you go. yeah. And she's like, are you an expert in protozoa? She'll be like, oh, yeah. This of course we she learned is. Because she's Swedish. She knows all this I'm stuff. Just she probably that, knows know. about this account. We should have <laughs> yeah, had her yeah. on. Yeah, it I might know. be like one of her uncles. Yeah, yeah. So what really gets me is less the protozoa and how much... Stig thought he was an expert, and what really gets me is the hopping and jumping around the saucer like globs of animated jelly. That's a kind of phrase that sticks with you. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like a jumping. Like you see that shit. You're drunk. You've been partying. You shouldn't be driving, but you are. You're trying to go home. You need to piss. You see a light. You go in the woods and fuck all. You see a paramecium. Yeah. And they're fucking dancing. And they're dancing, hopping around, having a good old time, fucking with your sense of reality. Yeah. Without warning, the amorphous creatures swarmed over the panic-stricken Rydberg and Gustafsson, engulfing their arms and legs within their yielding, yet surprisingly tough, gelatinous bodies. So that sucks. 
dancing jelly bags is one thing, but when they're wrapped all around you and yeah, tight, the t- but they don't have bones, they just have some strange method of like you know what I, I imagine you know that that horrible pressure you feel when you're getting your blood pressure like right oh, yeah. before they're done and it's like you're my arm's gonna fucking explode you have to stop yeah you have to stop this pressure i yeah. feel like it must be like this except they're alive and probably have nefarious intentions probably Maybe. it's fucked up all right Rydberg would depict the feeling of being within these elastic entities as akin to being trapped in magnetic dough Mm, that's weird. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that's something weird. I mean, would a baker <laughs> well, wait, or a physicist understand that? Well, okay, you know how like you have two magnets, like two opposing magnets, and you put them together, and they do that weird, that weird, you know. Were they, yeah, I'm going to say magnets. How do they work? But you know what I'm talking okay, about? No, yeah. well, no, you mean same, same like, polarity. I, I'm sorry, they go same. together or they repel each yeah, other? Yeah, so like like two magnets repelling each other, but like cookie dough. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna. You know, I don't what? like the way you guys are looking at me right well, now. I, got, I think it's kind of disrespectful. I have to oh, defer geez. you, but it's it's a little fucking weird. I'll be honest. I mean, that's all I can think of. Is that well, wait, what is, is these... it? Is it wrapped? Where where is it exactly? Maybe he, it's just like covering him or something, or maybe he's. Between I mean, they're only two three feet, so I'm I'm assuming it's smaller than than him. So where right. where look where is it? Is it on his so top? You, I don't know. Torso? Like what's I, it doing? I, so they're being swarmed. These things are. Is it a belly fat burner? Three feet tall. <laughs> I don't know how wide they are. No, like I, imagine how... them, I imagine them like pillows literally filled with a gelatinous substance, but animate and intelligent. Right. Right. But, but I've but, seen, I mean, how I've are seen they drawings on where they seem to have like little stumpy limbs, too. So okay. if they All look, right. maybe they look sort of like glumpy starfish. Glumpy starfish. I just don't okay. know. I like it. No, I'm I'm on board, dude. I'm down. So magnetic fucking dough with, and so he's continuing to describe uh, what these things felt like. With a stunning suction-like force, the awful smelling blob-like beasts began to pull the duo back towards the saucer. Mm, well, well, still others engaged in what has been, and by this I mean still others, the ones that weren't attacking the men, the, the other gelatinous blobs, were engaged in what has been described as a macabre dance. Gustafsson described this dreadful experience. First of all, I want to correct you. That is macabre. <laughs> macabre. I'm macabre. sorry. Yes. Macabre. You say... Macabre. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's the macabre. When I first got a copy of Stephen King's Dance Macabre, I was definitely thinking I was all fancy. I was reading the scholarly work about the nature of horror, and it was... Dance macabre, and that's how of I course, read macabre. it all the what? way through. Why would you not? Because really? well, yeah, there's no. It doesn't feel never like that it. word should be macabre. I had to hear it like twenty times in different movies, and then actually see the spelling. Because there's like an old uh, William Castle film called Macabre, and when they said it, yeah. I'm like, "You sons of bitches!" I've I don't care. Idiot I call my it, whole life. I call like, it the macabre. Yeah. Well, how many letters Simple. really can you put on a word and just not say them? It's, it's true. That's why I call it macabre. All right, here's the better There's question. There's seven Z's in my name. You just don't say, you don't <laughs> say them. <laughs> nice. No, but, but seriously, you have enough of these things dragging these drunkards back into the goddamn UFO. Yeah. What are the other ones doing just fucking dancing like they're in an Elder Barge video? Like, why are they A, not That's, helping well, their well, brethren? Well, wait. The, Eldebarge is not macabre. It's the opposite. Yeah, you're right. It brings you. It lifts you up. All right, thriller. You're right. Eldebarge dancing. Is if your truly, wings are broken, it's good for the they soul. They will be fixed. You're right. All right. He will After cure rhythm of the night. So <laughs> the macabre dance ensues. Like, like you mean like thriller mm-hmm. or like the like day of the dead dancing? Yeah, thriller oh, yeah. sounds better. 
They're doing the thriller. It's like they're entertained by this. It's like, you do your thing. I'm doing my thing. It's a fucking coke party. Let's go. Okay, so what happens next, Robert? <laughs> All right. What happens next? Gustafsson described this dreadful experience, and this is his quote. The drag of the, th- the, drag the things exerted was terrific, and they gave off such a terrible smell like ether and burnt sausage. Oh, just ether? like Mama used to make. <laughs> ether. Oh, Who are these fucking people? It was breakfast they're, at the Morphe house for years. They're educated Swedes, so they clearly know about ether. They're masters of protozoa. And ether, yeah. Ether well, and of, sausage bits. And noble gases? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, That's not a noble gas. Oh, think about it. About. In, like, in... <laughs> The men. I'm getting back to the story. The now. men. The men. <laughs> wow, Gustafsson right. and What kind of Ryberg, story is this? Not surprisingly, lashed out in fear and adrenaline, and in a fear and adrenaline-induced frenzy. But as soon as they managed to pull themselves free, pull themselves free from one of these nightmarish fiends, another would latch on. A never-ending nightmare. What the fuck? I know. Rydberg attempted <laughs> to punch through one of the things, because of course he you can. have to. But it just enveloped his arm up to the elbow. He tried to scream, but no sound issued forth. Rydberg described his futile struggle. It almost seemed as if the creatures could read my mind. They parried every move before I made it. Their strength was not so great as the technique with which they wielded it. That sounds like some sage battle shit. Like, I'd expect to hear that from Bruce Lee. Are they countering noble his warrior? moves? Not only, yeah, they're parrying. Kind of, so they're not that strong, but what strength they have, and apparently psychic abilities they are employing to fuck these people up when they're basically just squishy chill pillows that you'd put in your freezer and relax on a summer night with okay but they're alive and hateful apparently he's fighting giant protozoa and you know who watched all bruce lee's moves their strength was not so great as the technique with which they wielded it wow well said finally rydberg managed to break free and made a mad dash back to the parked car with the with two of the heaving beasts hot on his heels. That's got to be weird. I'm running How does right it move? You. They hop. They dance. Oh, that's in right. In a macabre fashion. As he ran for his life. <laughs> I know. I don't know what that means. Rydberg glanced over his shoulder <clears throat> and could see to his utter dismay that Gustafsson was in genuine jeopardy as he clung for dear life to the no camping signpost. Gustafsson, meanwhile, could only stare in abject terror as his friends sprinted toward the road, leaving him to be consumed by these evidently voracious varmints, which had all but covered his lower extremities and continued to surge up his torso. Gustafsson stole a fleeting glance toward his feet. He was astonished to see that these... I'm sorry... I was about to say inveterate. That's maybe true, but not right. These invertebrate predators, which could evidently defy gravity with no visible means of staying aloft, were pulling him toward the vessel, lifting his body horizontally to the ground. The tenacious 25-year-old could feel his grip slowly working loose as he clutched desperately to the signpost. I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Rydberg, still being chased by the vicious fiends, Sorry, viscous fiends. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I fuck up. I write these things. I don't memorize them. Knew that there was nothing he could do for his friend and ran all the harder. That's that's a tough decision. He left him. There's nothing you no, can do for your friend. Dude, you never leave. You him. can do. Did something. you try everything? Fire, no, you don't leave a yeah. friend. You, a stick. You die yeah, a stick. with your. Maybe you they die with your friend. Why did no one grab a stick to beat these Rocks? things with? Who knows what? I would not leave you guys on a signpost and say 
nothing I can do. No, you you go down with your crew. And you hope you survive. You don't go in there thinking it's suicide. No, you go in there it's thinking, sudden death, it's sudden death. You just don't forsake you, a fucking friend. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that. I don't, I've never been in that situation. But I believe you'd be solid. I trust you in an I mean, I do got... I got kids. I got kids. <laughs> I got a wife. And let, I got a lot of you, responsibility. If you let me die for your babies, I can forgive you. I if I was well, on the signpost, that's post, true. If I was on the signpost and these fuck sucking <laughs> jelly bags are lifting my fat ass trying to get me into a UFO, and you said, "Rob, kids," I'd be like, "Dude, fuck." Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I yeah. Live. As I'm running away, I, live, I, live, I would do my brave heart scream. Live for the children. You would throw your headband. <laughs> Slow motion. My sweet fucking pot headband, which I don't even know is there a public photo of. Someone should see. I wear a sweet headband because I get pretty fucking hot and I tend to sweat a little. And also, you don't sleep. And I and you don't sleep. I have slept. I have slept. In all fairness, if people are wondering why I sound a little weirder than usual, I've got about maybe seven hours sleep in the last four days. Yeah. Non consecutive. We tried to talk. Yeah. We tried to actually talk Rob down from this, but he was like, "I'm doing it." No, Mark. Was, Mark care. was like, "We don't have to record Sun tonight. Death. You got to calm down." Now, I didn't realize I was agitated as a coke fiend on meth, fucking who's <laughs> riding, running a marathon what, or something. But, what's yeah. weird is when you when you don't sleep, you really do get those coke fiend type um, tendencies. Yeah. Yeah, because we've all dealt with coke fiends. Sure, we have. And you don't do coke. And, and no, no, I'm no, not, not at all. all but we've all dealt with coke like, fiends. But we have all like dealt with one. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm here for you guys. I'm here for me. And gosh darn it, I'm here for our listeners. Never leave a brother behind, Robert. Continue, you. please. Okay. So, as as Gustav's son is tenaciously clinging to said signpost, and Rydberg, being chased by viscous fiends, knew that there was nothing he could do, ran all the harder. Towards the car. He threw open the door, the pursuing creatures almost upon him, and slammed his fist on the horn in the desperate hope that some passerby would hear the piercing blare and come to their aid. It was at that moment that Hans Gustafsson and Stig Rydberg became two of the luckiest men on earth. Whoa. The sound of the horn seemed to have a profound effect on the jelly bags. They found the weakness. Mm-hmm. You always have. In a great sci-fi story, you find the weakness. Dude, just like water. This is too yeah, cinematically if it's perfect. Wood, it's bacteria. All right, we'll if have to discuss sign, this after. It's All brain. Right. Yeah. The second the horn seemed, the sound of the horn, excuse me, seemed to have a profound effect on the jelly bags. Instantly, the gooey pair that had been following Rydberg turned tail and began heading back toward the saucer without their quarry. The organisms that had been pulling Gustav's son also released their victim, who collapsed onto the ground in a heap just in time to see the boneless beasts stampede their way back into the underside of the ship. All from a car horn. Stampede. Well, you know, if, they're, if sound is their you know, Achilles heel. Beyond relieved, Gustav's son scrambled to his feet and ran for the automobile. As he threw the door open, Gustav's son turned back just in time to see the saucer sc- soar skyward with a high-pitched whistling. So apparently that sounds all right. That sounds okay, yeah. Yeah, that's good. But a horn, no. The repugnant burnt chemical scent that was all that was all that remained of the otherworldly assailants. The men sat in stunned silence, tears streaming down their ashen faces, each man trying to process the harrowing ordeal in their own way. The event had only lasted approximately five minutes, but they both knew that neither would ever be the same again. It would be the better part of 20 minutes before Gustafsson's trembling would subside enough for him to drive the remainder of the way home. 
Upon arriving at Heisenberg, the men concluded that it would be best if they kept their unbelievable experience to themselves. They both, they both were understandably afraid, not only of the ridicule which would inevitably accompany any report as bizarre as the one they would be compelled to make, but also by the fact that their mental stability would come into question. In his book, The Flying Saucers, Documents in Theory, famed Swedish ufologist, ufologist, Gosta Wren, what a great name. God bless the Swedes. Mm. Gosta Wren, Stig Ryder, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. They're yeah. the heroes of the greatest action Again, films ever. Dude, Skyrim. Who interviewed the eyewitnesses extensively, quoted Gustafsson as, as stating, Although our reasoning ability seemed paralyzed and our tears were just streaming down after sitting in the car for about 15 minutes, it became clear in our heads that if we could drive on to Hel Helsingborg, Helsingborg, I think I got it right, and not until we were there, we were in the all right. And not until we were in the center of city, we dared speak to each other. And the first thing we said was, we should not speak to anyone about this. Everyone will laugh at us. So it gets sucky for them. It really right. does. I'll, I'll, I'll get over, I'll get through this quick too. Just because the suffering of eyewitnesses is something that really hits home with me. I, I mean, that's unfortunately a part of experiencing something like this, especially when you come forward, is that you're not going to really have people necessarily embrace you unless you're talking to one of the three of us. Yeah. Where we're going to be like high-fiving like, oh yeah, dude, you made it past him. Okay, Limo Mambe. Well, not with that. That's uh, It's different when you say like, but hey, I saw something in the sky and it was fucking weird. Right. But when you come home and say, okay. Yeah, when you were attacked by a globulon. Listen to this. Yeah, exactly. Globuli. Yeah, I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> I think that's a callback to the uh, gargantuan gliders quite possibly. You mean clams. Yeah. Clamulons, yes. Yeah, you, you mean blimps. So, <laughs> or blimps. Master blimp. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, yeah, I think yeah. it's you know, tough. Like you say, it's a, it's an, it's it's unfortunate that people are ridiculed for coming forward with their stories. It's tragic, really. Okay, so after they told their story, Rob, what happened? <laughs> All right, for three long days, Rydberg and Gustafsson suffered in silence. Rydberg had been unable to sleep during the seventy-two hour period following the event. Boy, I feel you, buddy. Yeah, right now Rob's going on 87 hours it's of no true. sleep. I know. Trucker speed and meatball subs. I really, I've had neither. Oh, meatball subs. <laughs> oh, I would love a meatball sub. With you, some parm? I would love oh, one. Oh, meatball sub. God, oh. I'm starving. I'm so hungry. Right. I know. We're going to have to eat later. And both he and Gustafsson <laughs> found that they were suffering from extreme anxiety. No shit, Sherlock. That's what Mark deals with on a regular basis. Yes. Physical injuries, <laughs> such as it's massive true. bruises and reddened eyes. Ooh. Injuries which did not go unnoticed by Red Hans eyes. Gustafsson's mother, oh, no. Anna Berggren, or his, or his brother, Bengt. Now, by the way, <laughs> good, good luck pronouncing I'm, It's B-E-N-G-T. -E Bengt. So I'm pronouncing it Bengt. But I, I could be totally wrong. I know for a fact that we do have Sweden uh, listeners from Sweden out there because I, I can see on our stats You're map that people culture. are listening to us. Good. So feel free to contact us and, and, uh, and correct us and correct us with these pronunciations. Yeah, we are just, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm just again. You have a names. you have a far superior education system, and we are just trying our goddamnedest here, wrapped in the flag, surrounded by eagles. If Ryan get this done. I know. That's how we go to bed every night. That's how we do, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Forgive our pronunciation. Feel free to contact us to correct us. Thank you, Sweden. We love your medal. Robert, mm -hmm. continue. Absolutely. Hammerfall. His brother, banked. No longer able to keep their unbearable secret, nor the, uh, their other PTSD-like symptoms, 
confidential, the men confessed to the entire ordeal around the Gustafsson family breakfast table, whereupon their worst fears were realized in Anna Bergren's own words. This is his mother. That's his mother. Okay, let's set this up. This is his Remarried, mother. Remarried, so she has a different last okay, name. Okay, Rob can... Let's... I burst out laughing at Stig as he told it. Yes, we all did. Everything sounded so, so weird. Stig breaks down, and this dude is PTSD, anxiety, and, bruises, red eyes, says what happens, and his mom laughs at him. Well, I don't know if Stig is the mom. I think or Stig no, is... No, Anna Bergden. I think that's says, Gustafsson's mom. Oh, I'm sorry, Gustafsson's mom. Okay, so Gustafsson's mom but it's his best laughs friend. at him. Okay. Just laugh, mm. because it's weird. And it is weird. That's why you don't laugh. That's why, if you know what, if it's someone you love, even if you think it's absurd, and trust me, most of the stories I hear... I think are batshit fucking crazy. Yeah, well, well, if your son comes down and he's got beat red eyes and he's like, yeah. Mom, Bruises. guess what happened to me last night? <laughs> In that accent. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, okay. But the Swedish version of that. Yep. I don't blame people for laughing spontaneously at something that sounds absurd. But at that point, you become supportive because at some point you have to decide. And I'm just, I'm not talking about the, my general interactions with, with people that have experienced things, but just family members. If you love somebody... And they think they're going through something. I, you could be fearing for their sanity. You could be fearing for a right. lot of things. You just figure out a way to make them feel better. They well, no, like, if, if it's a legit problem. Yeah. Under legit circumstances. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's a legit fucking beanbag attack? Like, literally. No, I mean, that no, become I legit? Know, I mean, when somebody comes downstairs and they're clearly fucking high, yeah. you, you know they're clearly high. Yeah, totally. yeah. As opposed to totally. we come down... And we just look tired, but we're like, no, look, this is what happened. And it right. was horrible. There's, there's levels there right. of how. And this is why I say one out of every 20 events get reported, if that. Yeah. If Just because of things like that. Uh, before we continue on with the story here for the terrifying flying Ooh, jelly. Wow. Reprieve. Jelly bags. Jelly bags from Sweden. <laughs> we're going to uh, take a quick break for a podcast promo. Hmm. Hello, all you curious creatures out there. I'm Amber Ray. And I'm Andrew McKay. And we are the hosts of Into the Portal. If you like myths, legends, history with a paranormal twist, join us every week as we explore lesser-known mysteries of our world and beyond. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and all other major podcast platforms, and at intotheportal.com, your gateway to the bizarre. The only question is, do you dare appear into the portal? All right, cool. So there you have it. That is a promo from the Into the Portal podcast. Awesome podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, I was actually telling the guys before we uh, were getting to record and we are going to drop this promo in, they uh, they recently did an episode on uh, Lake Bacall. And oh, they did a, the big Russian lake full of humanoids really, and monsters. really good job on the, on the podcast. That's a big, sprawling mess of a story, so I'm really proud of them. So there you go. Be sure to check out the Into the Portal podcast. Yeah, do it. It's awesome. Totally. They're awesome. great show. Oh, they got great right. chemistry. I, that it's makes wicked. me want to write more power metal. Oh, you the totally. Lake Bacall. Yeah. Yeah. No, just Into the Portal. The it's serpent like... with the humanoids avoiding <laughs> all the bureaucrats. <laughs> Dude, I'm in. I'm doing it. <laughs> Decompressing soldiers. And they're tanks of air. Does that work? Oh, okay. no, I thought work. you were going to say something about knapsacks. Yeah. For some yeah, no, that would have been good. All right. All right. So anyway, back to uh, the 
gl- the, the flying jelly bags. We can't. The horrible, we terrible. We literally can't come up, can't say the name of this thing. I know, because it's so. because we're idiots. You know why? Because we whipped this together at the last minute. We were going to do something else. I'm going to come completely clean. <laughs> and we dug this out of it the It could archives. be anything. Angry amoebas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, angry amoebas. Yeah. yeah. We could name it whatever Petulant we want. Petulant paramecium. Oh, amoeba. Oh, <laughs> protozoa. Yeah, right. All right. All right. All right. So after they laughed. All right. However, and we're still at the breakfast table now, the group soon realized that this disturbing tale of alien attackers was not merely a flight of fancy, but at least for Rydberg and Gustafsson, a very real and traumatic experience. It was at this point that Bergren reported the event to Sweden's largest newspaper. Oh, I'm going to have fun with this. Good luck, dude. Helsingborg's Dagblad. It sounds like <laughs> something you're just making up. Oh, that was that was the yeah. that was the best thing I ever heard. Yeah, it was. That's works. I need a subscription immediately. You guys, did you, did you read the news? Dagblad. It's <laughs> awesome. Cray. Just sounds like <laughs> sounds like the the sweetest sweetest Swedish death metal band ever. Uh-huh. The death. The dag, the Harrisonborg's dag blad. You know the dudes from Entombed are reading it. Oh they're, yeah, they're, before the show, they're like, "Oh, do you have the dag blad?" I know the LG. As a matter of fact, cannot I do. Be. Whoever's in Sweden listening is laughing at us because we're, we're saying it's so dumb. Oh, we are. Yeah, we are. We're so American. We just we just lowered the estimation uh. of our country another three points, and we're already fucking scraping negatives. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, uh, you know, hail to Sweden, uh, the sign it. of the I'm hammer. In. Oh, yeah, right on. Fellow Man of War fans out there. All right. It is difficult to ascertain what Bergren's intention was in contacting the press. Did she think that by coming forward she could help her son and Rydberg get the psychological help they so clearly needed, or were her, int- her intentions more self-serving and that the story would likely generate interest in her business, Bergren's dry-cleaning, where both men were employed. Son of a bitch. She's using her son's possible psychotic break to help her fucking dry cleaning Wait business? a minute. They were both employed at her business? Yeah. And they were both living there. Oh, okay. You know what? Night. Night. Now no. there's conspiracies. Yeah, this stinks it, of Kardashian. Is this a dry That's cleaning this conspiracy This now? stinks of Kardashian. They were fucking dosed. Hold on, let's. Before we go full conspiracy here, but oh, there's a wormhole. I this feel is like. a, this is the worst mom. Ever. All right, yeah, she's not great. All right, oh, this is bullshit. Right. <laughs> Whatever her purposes might have been, the media wasted no time in making household names throughout Sweden of out of the two dry cleaners. And on January 9th, nineteen fifty nine, the pair were called into the Helsingborg police station for questioning. Attending the interview which by its conclusion would evolve into an interrogation, one which lasted well over 11 hours. Uh, that's, oh, for that's fuck's overkill. sake, really? Yeah, that's they a saw lot. some beanbags, relax, were police officers Captain Lennart Bunke and detectives Sven Rudolph and Aki Fernbrandt. I'm not making that shit up. Yeah, yeah, too. All right. Who conducted the examination? Michael Wachter... A German military psychologist with a surprisingly poor grasp of the Swedish language. Much like ourselves. <laughs> oh, yes. Was also on hand along with lab technician Stur Reisberg. By all accounts, the official purpose of this epic interview was to assuage concerns held by the Swedish military regarding an unauthorized infiltration of their sovereign airspace by unknown technologies. Oh, that's interesting. When, right. You know, any government okay. would be concerned yeah. about that. Yeah. Be they international or intergalactic. 
But the tone taken by the interrogators themselves seemed to be one of skeptics striving to debunk Gustafsson and Rydberg's undeniably disturbing testimony. Nevertheless, despite their Herculean efforts to reveal some sort of grandiose ruse, Detective Rudolph would later confess, and this is a quote from him, Actually, we did not leave out anything without asking pertaining to their encounter, but we couldn't find anything that is considered a hoax. Okay, so that's positive in the, you know. Yeah, absolutely. After a battery of medical and psychiatric tests, which lasted for days, Gustafsson and Rydberg were pronounced to be physically and psychologically sound young men who had simply endured a traumatic experience of unknown origin. Despite that fact, the Swedish military publicly denounced the encounter as a hoax. How long were these poor bastards incarcerated? Well, they, yeah, like it's they an eleven-hour already... interview, and then they have to have yeah. all these medical tests. Right. I mean, if you don't think something happened, if you real, if the government of Sweden did not believe something had legitimately happened, why would you interrogate them for so long, and why would you yeah. keep them there to test them? Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. Kinda... They're being dicks about it, but I think they believe it's real. But why is there no invest? Why is there not any account of like investigating the scene, or is there? I think there. I, I don't know if I included it in this because. Like I say, this got whipped together at the last second, but I think there was. All right. Sven Schalin, a Swedish ufologist who conducted an interview with Gustafsson and Rydberg on January 7th, 1959, felt that the pair's testimony was authentic and even attempted to hypnotize. I'm sorry. I fucked that up completely. And even yeah. attempted to hypothesize as to the alien being's extra gravitational capabilities. And this is what Shalin had to say. An acceptable explanation of the creature's ability to fly may be that the UFO, through a surrounding gravitational field or electrical of electrical origin, may have created swirls or similar concentrations of energy. He is pulling science straight out of an anus right there. Well, but he's yeah. giving he's giving uh, credence to their claim. No, he's trying to be supportive. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yes, so... you have to wonder. If something doesn't have bones... Possibly not muscles. They have flesh that <laughs> might be super strong. Right. They feel like magnetic dough when they grab you. Just, Otherwise, they look I mean, like fucking stuff. gelatinous no, like, masses. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know nothing about no gravity <clears throat> or electrical energy, but, but the way the guy says it, it sounds good. I'm not sure if there's anything really there. No, I'll be no. honest with That's you. That's a lot of empty <laughs> yeah. talk. You got gravity and you got electrical fields and maybe some things happen. I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe... That's true. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that we can like, adjust no, gravity like with electrical fields of electricity. I said that. To make oh, ourselves boy. bounce. <laughs> you understand, though. You just laid that typical line of bullshit that they did. You didn't mean it. Well, you know, of course it didn't. And I, that's what I said. No. You can say anything, and if you say it with enough confidence and condescension, yeah, totally. you will get a yeah. lot of people to believe it because they'll be intimidated not that's to. T- that's called the Deepak Chopra. Oh, yeah. That, that is, is totally, the very definition you totally of got the Deepak when that Chopra. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you might not believe this shit at all. But you're going to look like a damn fool if you don't ascend, ascend to it at that moment. Yeah. So it says, through an, a surrounding gravitational field of electrical origin may have created swirls of similar concentrations of energy. Yeah, that just makes sense. That's so, science. I'm on board. That's ridiculous. But I, I mean, we don't know how these things could have fucking moved. It very well might be true. I mean, it might we be. We can't say it's, that it's false. It could be true. At, but yeah, you can't on the surface false. reading that, that's, eh. it sounds like a line of bullshit. It's like something I would say. Yeah, but he said they were dancing. The, 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 the dance of the macabre, dance of the macabre, yeah, the dance of the macabre. Can we just got? Can we all get on the same page as the macabre and stop saying the macabre? It's right. the macabre. All right, so 
when they were doing the Macabre dance. Thank you. Um, be supportive of your friends. Isn't that guy the, just the say point it wrong like me? Isn't that the point of this entire thing? Is be supportive of your friends. No. Die with your friends. If you're going to die, die with your boots on. Pronounce Macabre correctly. Yeah. Don't pronounce <laughs> Swedish words properly. Eagles, Dagblad. Eagles, Dagblad. <laughs> Entombed at the gates. Yeah, Entombed. The Haunted. Hammerfall. Hammerfall. Sabaton. Sabaton. The secret point of this podcast is one thing. Friendship is great. That's really all it's about. It is. Friends talking about monsters, drinking beer, talking about monsters, staying awake way too long. Friend talking about <laughs> monsters. Uh, yeah. literally Just getting loopier by the minute. Swedish metal bands. I had hallucinations earlier. I told my friends about it. It was fucking weird. Your Maybe friends, I'll share it someday. Your friends instructed you to go to bed. I know. They, you know they, what we call that in my house? We call that a GTB. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. Okay, so concentrations of energy and our ability to comprehend that aside, Robert, please continue. Okay. I first happened upon, this is me speaking in the first person, this weird and frankly disturbing case in a tattered paperback copy of Brad Steger's 1966 book about alien encounters, Strangers from the Skies. It's a great book. I recommend it to anyone out there. If people out there want to read about weird, old-timey, awesome things like this, get Brad Steger books, get uh, just any John Keel book. There's so many out there. I'll, I'll make a list someday and I'll, I'll show it to you. But uh, but anyway, it's phenomenal, and I really loved it. Wherein he dubbed, and this is Steger, these bizarre beings, terrible flying jelly bags. From the first moment my adolescent mind devoured this harrowing tale, I became enthralled with the case. I think, in retrospect, my fascination came from a combination of the sheer randomness of the event... I mean, who among us, when answering nature's call on a desolate stretch of unlit road, does not get that thrill of fear racing up their spine, speculating about what could be lurking in the inky blackness mere feet away from the spill of the headlights? Merge this with the inhumanness of the creatures and the sheer intensity of their unprovoked attack, and you get the stuff of which nightmares are made. There have been no further reports of the jelly bags, or Domston blobs as they are sometimes known, which has led some to speculate that the Swedish military was correct in their evaluation of the case. But when it comes to alien encounters, very often there are not multiple sightings, or perhaps more terrifyingly, there's a very real chance that the victims of these undulating entities simply never made it home to tell their tale. Oh. And that's a real possibility. These guys got away. But others might not have got away. We might well. be like easy pickets. It could be. Yeah. I mean, if they're super magnetic, doughy jelly bags that can fly, dance, grab onto you, psychically well, know what you're going to do, so they parry all your moves. They got the humans got lucky because they have the the terror of the horn, apparently. But if you're not smart enough or able to hit a car horn, you're going to get sucked into that yeah. UFO. For what purpose? One can only imagine. Maybe really, they're pillows. And their main purpose as pillow people is to be really comfortable and laid on, and then you spend the rest of your life in bliss. That's a possibility. I'd like to think that's true. Well, that's probably not the case. No. no they're no. probably going to exsanguinate you and use your Maybe. dick as an aphrodisiac and sell your balls on the open market. Well, there's a nice big cut. All right. Why does it have to be cut? Continue. You can't sell a dick on the open market anymore? <laughs> sure cannot in this podcast. Fucking, <laughs> there is just no way of knowing what their intentions were. <laughs> With these guys. And you can't help but to assume, despite the pillow theory, <laughs> that they are of nefarious intent. Because you don't take people against their will 
I mean, even no. in, even in misery, yeah. when she loved right. the writer, he still lived a miserable, broken ankle so, existence. Sure, but I mean, but but other things are like I like you could say they're telepathic. There's just no. Well, that's what the guy. If you're, if you're just swinging, it's a weird jelly thing, and it's moving and adjusting to what somebody's doing. It might seem that way. It might seem that way. Right. So there's no reason. That, to, yeah, that, there's no reason to assume that, that they're really this, telepathic. Yeah. But, I mean, if they are these blob-like amoeba creatures that are parrying your every move, if they were telepathic, would it be that surprising? Well, at this well, point, I mean, really, like, they're so I, fucking I, weird seriously. that you can't like, rule anything out. But this is where it gets dangerous, and this is where I, I, I think Chris is implying this. You have to be really careful not to go down the rabbit hole of, this is so weird. Why don't I embrace everything? Yeah. Like they were getting right. energy All from bets the pyramids, are off. Yeah. and unicorns were pointing their horns Summoning at them to and, you know, we, <laughs> you got to avoid that. You have to look at the evidence as yeah. it stands. And I think there's a pretty good chance that they maybe overestimated their psychic abilities. Okay. But that doesn't mean the fact that these things can jump around, that they are defying well, gravity, yeah. that they're so strong, that they don't seem to have any of the bones, muscles, or other things that would be required for motion on Earth. These are all befuddling and fascinating elements yeah, to the story. So the army now. did. The army did check these these guys out. Yeah, the Swedish army put these guys the through guys. the fucking ringer. Yeah, They're, right. So there's a record of that, but there's no record of their girlfriend investigating the the scene. I assume they did. There's a lot more to this, by the way. This story goes so deep. It goes so deep into psychologists that are for them and against them and, right. and little inside wars, but it becomes like a bureaucratic nightmare, and that really goes way beyond the purview of what we're so, doing here. Uh, just, I know the government investigated this, but I also know that they were really doing their best to debunk these guys publicly for reasons I don't yeah. know. Well, that's why I think it would have been – you'd think a report would have been like, we didn't find anything right. if, it was, if it, that was the case. Like, we went there – Nothing looked weird. There's nothing weird. Right. Nothing was disturbed. Nothing These guys weird. suck. Go home. Yeah, we found nothing. Nothing Ether was there. Ether and burnt sausage did not smell either. I, I no, right. No. <laughs> that beautiful combination. My we favorite did not cologne. detect any ether. N nor burnt sausage. Yeah. Oh, you know, if anyone from Brute is listening, I think yeah. you know your future. Yeah. Um. So let's go down our... Our uh, <laughs> our checklist here of possibilities. Uh, we're okay. gonna take okay. So this they one's were, this is fucked because this, it's two well, they, people. They, but they were out partying. Yeah, perhaps. I, I don't know. We have to obviously take the skeptical path all the time, just to be like, well, well, yeah, what yeah, could we have, have to go down that yeah. walk? I mean, I guess if you're really that shit faced with your buddies, yeah. Like I've been there, being drunk with your friends and stupid shit happening. Well, um, then, then then you have to ask this. What's more important is this. There is no way, in my opinion, that uh, either A, they hallucinated this. It's too graphic. It's got too many elements. Yeah, no, there's no, I don't think physical traces. There's no way that like a, a plastic bag blew in one of their faces, no matter how drunk they are. No, thought, no, it's, it's pretty thing. detailed. It's, and then they it's saw definitely a, detailed. Like yeah. a white-tailed deer, and it's like, maybe that's a UFO. No, it's, you know, it's, fair, it's fairly detailed. The only the other weird kind of thing, too, is the whole the whole angle with his mom and the dry cleaning. Well, I don't business. blame. You know what? I don't I don't think it's a classy move. I think care about your kid first. But to me, her exploiting things for her own benefit. That's just some shady shit. Yeah. That this business lady did. 
I know. It doesn't. It doesn't in any way diminish the authenticity of their story. No, it doesn't. No. But then, then it's like, well, did she try? Did she try to do something to? Yeah, did she have like a bio force... and give a blob off or something like that? Yeah, like, no, and how do you exploit that? And, and, and I know. I know it's weird. If this was like a great conspiracy made by his mom, and she was like. You guys on the way home, tell a story. Here it is. Come home. Act weird. We're going to throw some fucking paprika in your eye. It'll burn. You'll have the red eye. And then we'll call the cops <laughs> and the media, and you'll tell everyone that you got attacked by fucking jelly bags, and we will fucking do so much laundry. No. So much laundry. No, I don't think the, they're in on it. I think maybe the girlfriends are. You think maybe. it's a hoax perpetrated by other people? Because they have to be... the. The, the son and the friend have to be believable, so it, they yeah. wouldn't be in on it. So it would be the girlfriend. But how could you perpetrate they this? They get roofied with some sort of Swedish <laughs> Swedish dope. Yeah. Wait, that makes them Spanish see, fly and Swedish makes dope. Them see giant. What year is this again? 58, I think. So Quailu, there? Oh, yeah. Is it too early for Quailu? No, it's not too early for Quailu. Okay. So possible Quailu. You know, or been, Swedish I mean, dope. Let me look at We're, we're reaching. <laughs> We've all been shit-faced. We're reaching. I've never hallucinated. I've made mistakes. No, no, not... I've blacked out, and I hate that. But I have never hallucinated. I don't hallucinated think alcohol makes you hallucinate. Alcohol. I've yeah, gotten... Well, We've all have, gotten fucked beyond belief. Yeah, if you got the... Is that the new Pantera greatest And alcohol. Yeah, I've never hallucinated... With alcohol, and alcohol, no way. With, with other stuff, yes, but not alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but I've not, so when they say like, oh, you saw pink elephants. Every story I read, especially old timey story, the cop always has to say, I smelled his breath. It didn't smell like alcohol. Must be real. Well, if you've had three fucking beers and you see something weird, you still saw something weird, right? That's like, true. If you say, yeah, so you don't I'm tripping my balls off. Yeah. I no, did some I know. Math, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> And then I saw a jellyfish eat my girlfriend. A sky jellyfish. I did some meth, so I'm rocking and rolling. Yeah. Really? That's, that's what kids do no, when they do the meth. They rock, rock and roll. Rock and roll. I don't really think kids do the meth I think anymore. I'm in, but... I think I'm in touch with youth culture. I know. Yeah, all the kids out there with that bathtub meth. You'd be surprised. Um, so we can take all that off the table and just deal with the fact that these guys were attacked by alien jelly or bags. Or were lying. That's the other thing. Well, they could have been lying. If it's a yeah, flat-out hoax for whatever reason, like if they thought, I hate working with your mom, I hate this laundry. Oh, oh yeah. Let's escape the I, evil I, mother. I hate, yeah. I hate clothes. Clothes <laughs> are stupid. Your mom I, sucks. Dry cleaning blows. I'm tired of doing this. Fucking, everyone's got skid marks. This fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people uh, shit their pants? Can you... <laughs> Can you fart responsibly? <laughs> Can't you fart responsibly? Oh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for the pop. Yeah. So yeah, I was just disgruntled laundry workers. I really feel like that's cleaners. possible. I mean, because the mom maybe comes off as quite to... the business. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. You know, maybe they that were just trying sense. to get sensational to maybe get themselves, you know, out of the laundry makes business, maybe, and then the mom took advantage of it. But I mean, obviously, it is the report. The government got involved for Christ's sake, so that it must have gotten. And it says that you know well, they, were, the 50s, they were like to talk about town. Seriously, in the fifties, no. people were very, very concerned, and with good reason because the government hadn't gone full out to debunk these. Like eventually, what happened, and I'm, I'm only going to uh, just go down this hole for a minute. The U.S. government was like, there is much more danger in widespread belief. Not just because if aliens are real, religions are going to fall apart and people are going to burn their credit cards and their bras, but because we get constant calls 
every time people see something that they just can't describe in the least, they assume right. the worst. Our fucking phone lines are tied up. They're wasting their time. The best thing to do is to make these people look like assholes and leave it behind. Okay. But before then, because during World War II, there was a lot of profound and amazing Foo Fighter sightings and UFO sightings. This really concerned people, but they couldn't do anything about it because, you know, fucking Hitler. And he's trying to do a lot yeah. of negative shit. And if you yeah. worry about the lights in the sky, maybe the Holocaust is everywhere. Maybe Marine Land is now a goddamn execution center. So, okay. so the, the point is this. They, they had to worry about it, but they couldn't focus. After World War II, they could focus. And they were really concerned. Are they enemies? And where are they from? And if they can outmaneuver right. us this incredibly, what are we going to do about it? And then all governments got concerned. When they saw the American government was concerned, because we had the top military at the time, and probably sure. still do. Um, they're yeah, like, well, if yeah. we're con- they're concerned, we got to fucking do something about this. And they right. had lots of <clears throat> missiles falling into lakes and shit. There's a lot of background. The thing is, we always look at these individual cases and they're fascinating, but they always happen in a very broad spectrum of events and historical context that is hard to get into and even harder to research well, sometimes. So the Swedish government investigating attacking jelly bags whether it's just disgruntled like you say laundry workers or a real thing makes perfect sense because they have to figure out what the fuck this is now the policy of mocking it has gone on for so long and is so entrenched that we we literally have been driven uh, us that investigate and talk about these things we've been driven underground further than before we used to be kind of mainstream when we were kids it was a little bit mainstream in the 50s and 60s before we were born it was definitely something that you could talk about publicly. You might get a little ridicule if you're talking about little green men. Um, So we have to work even harder because their main goal was to make it go away. We can't understand it. It doesn't seem to be threatening us. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Sure. And it's still happening and it's still real. Well, yeah. All right. So uh, we took the angle of they could be lying. We took the angle of... Dope. The dope. Swedish dope. Swedish dope. Um, Also... Booze, Booze hallucination. Diabetes. Blue... I'm uh, sorry, booze hallucinations. Maybe they became friends because they both were diabetic. They could share tips about how to do insulin. They got too drunk. They didn't take their medicine. They had a mass psychotic hallucinatory breakdown symbiosis, something could I just be. made up. Yeah. And someone's like, I want a jelly bean. I, know, I, mean, I need a bag. There's jelly bags. In the 50s, what type of psychedelic drugs are available in the 50s, though? I mean, that's clearly not acid because acid hasn't even been developed yet. Well, it had been, but it wasn't in In the use. 50s? Yeah. Really? I think so. But there were certainly psychedelic mushrooms or ayahuasca and things like that. But I doubt they were going to South America dealing with a shaman, learning about their inner right. truths and finding their spirit. So animals. let's just take all that off the table yeah. and let's just deal with what... Let's just do so what, they're what not, they dealt if they're with. They're not lying. If they're not lying, let's they just, just put that out. Came I have some no weird... because we're still forgetting that they they claim to have seen a ship. All I, right. I have nothing. I mean, really, we if, have if, we, it's, if, if, if it's legit. A lot it's of our real. podcasts end with this where we're like, we've got nothing. Well, if it's real, the then way. it's fucking but aliens. What, what mean, do we have? It, what do we have with? This? I guess I, I think know. we have a genuine extraterrestrial contact. I think we have creatures that are completely foreign to our understanding of what biology should be, which actually makes sense. We live in a world with biodiversity that's so ridiculous where you have fucking mantis shrimp and elephants and all sorts of things in between. And if that's happening on one planet, what is the fucking cosmos doing? Of course. It's vast. So the fact that these things are inexplicable protozoan jelly bags, at least to our perception of it, is completely feasible to me. And the fact that they can do things based on their technology developed in their own way, I don't have a beef with it. Why they would want to kidnap these dudes? Maybe they thought they were hot. 
Maybe they look tasty. Maybe it was just a fuck around, a frat prank. I don't know. But it seems like these are legitimately <laughs> non-human things. Lambda, lambda, paramecium. Yeah, exactly. The greatest, greatest frat ever. Is an ogre going to show up and go, nerds? Well, maybe that's how they felt. Maybe they were the jocks of their culture, and they just thought, these fucking... Geek ass fuckers pissing on my place. This is my. Are we partying? Really, are we macabre, macabre dancing here? <laughs> so you're saying are we a, macabre dancing <laughs> here? And it's our space, and these fuckers are pissing. You're saying it's an alien blob hazing. I feel like it is ritual. <laughs> Jesus. Right. I feel like I'm going. You know, what, I'm going to the extraterrestrial frat. <laughs> extraterrestrial frat. Okay. Super hazing. Uh, all right. Don't piss on my party. All right. And my macabre dance party. I'm going to take the stance uh, of uh, these, these poor two dudes <laughs> just had to go to the bathroom and they just stumbled upon a craft. They happen to have these really weird, bizarre jelly bag aliens, which to the jelly bag aliens, um, I guess, credit, they were like, one of two things. These guys are hostile or we need to check these guys out and see what we can figure out about these dudes. So they were trying to bring them back to the ship. Because if they were if they were going to kill him, I feel like if they were if they if they wanted to kill him, they could have killed him because they yeah. were clearly engaged in some well, sort of combat. I'm not entirely sure they A didn't want to kill him. I think they might have wanted to kill them. Well, There's no but, reason to assume but they, were they bringing didn't. Them back to the ship. Yeah, and, and sometimes the killer wants to kill you in his home. I mean, it's not like it's. I don't Rare. know, man. I mean, it seems like yeah, if they were well, going to kill him, they would just kill There's a lot him. of no, variables, though. You, well, the, you can't say either way. Yeah, it could have wanted to experiment, yeah. vivisection, right. autopsy after the All kill. Right. So, well, I just can't imagine blood. blobs come out with it. Like one blob comes out with a tray of the yeah, right. torture mm. weapons. You know, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, it's like, no, don't do a blob. And he's like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That is definitely like, blob because that's a blob voice. All right, what is what about this? So, what if it's a case of bone envy? They're there <laughs> to get stable. Really? They're just fucking floppy ass bitches with a lot of magnetic dough strength, but they know what bones uh, can do. Bones s- offer you strength and stability. Okay, they let you stand. They let you punch and so grab. Wait, so. Were they for, there for the bones or they're, just to eliminate them because they were pissed because they don't no, have no, bones? It's, I don't think it's jealousy about bones. Oh, certainly it's about jealousy and bones. I, it's about, you have bones. I want your bones. <sighs> and then there was and then there was a test subject. There was fucking Randy the Jelly Fiend. And he was like, you're going to put bones in me. Oh, no. You're going to put bones in me, and I'm going to know what it's like to walk. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hug you, Bill, because I can do it with bones. We can do it with bones. I can't, I'll just slop into you right now. I'm going to give you a bony-ass hug with my bone arms, my bone legs I, standing. I feel and I'm going to have a bone skull, and I'm going to look awesome. I feel like you can still hug without bones. I know, but that's not the point. You can't You can't really hug without bones. Okay, so like most things we cover on this podcast, this is going to fall under the auspice of we just don't know what in the hells is going on with this thing. That is true. These two obviously encountered something, whether... They are to be believed or not, I suppose, is up to the listener. Absolutely. Uh, with government involvement and whatnot. Kind mm. of makes you think something happened, but then you get their mother stepping in trying to boost her dry cleaner business. All right, just because somebody wants to exploit yeah. an event does not mean that event did not this happen. This is true. This is true. Somebody on the side trying to it make a couple it. bucks. It taints I it. I know. But it shouldn't taint it. You know, the only time well, it should taint it is when the people themselves are like... It happened to me. 
Now come to Big Junior's used car lot, sit in the Bigfoot car where the Bigfoot <laughs> sat when I saw the Bigfoot. Get your Sasquatch ATV, two for one. I know, exactly. No. That's some shady shit. But when your fucking mom is exploiting your you know, PTSD experience for her own benefit, it's dark, you, dude. Can't, you can't it's hold dark. that against the sighting. It's dark. That's Maybe, though. Dark. I don't know. We grew up in the '80s, so I look at some dynasty shit. Like, it's yeah, a, seriously, it's a whole like, cover, I grew you know up what I mean? in the '80s too. I know how parents it's, were it's in the, the 80s. long game. But this is the '50s. Yeah. This is the exactly. 1950s. They were worse. I, they, they, they were. They were, were worse. They were way we don't worse. No, people don't were know worse. We, are we really an expert on the fucking social strata of Sweden in the 1950s? Yes. I don't think any of us can claim that. All right, Chris can. But the <laughs> yes. rest of us cannot. Yes. I have a degree in fucking yeah. late '50s. <laughs> Swedish, Swedish social family. dynamics. What fuckers were doing <laughs> over nice. the, around the globe? Nice. It says that on my. I forgot about that. I forgot you had that. It's right on <laughs> so the wall. What fuckers it? were doing? There aren't really any other. I mean, there are other alien sightings with creatures sort of like this. Sort of. It's a. It, the the important word to remember here is sort, sort yeah, of. Completely yeah. boneless. We don't, yeah, we don't gelatinous want gelatinous creatures. Too much here with but. great strength. That's a fairly rare phenomenon. So I guess ultimately what it comes down to is these two on the side of the road, um, they're trying to relieve themselves. They come across these aliens in this ship, and it just kind of turns into a melee-type situation. And then the next thing you know, uh, they've escaped. The aliens have taken off. I guess no one, uh, no one's better for it. Really? And no, no. no one knows what's no, going on. No, so. it's true. I mean, the moral of the story is this. When you're drunk and pissing and shouldn't be driving but are doing it anyway and you're going home and you see something weird, fucking leave it alone. Yeah, push harder, zip up, and exactly. yeah, get out. Don't even yeah. bother to fucking shake it. Let some drips go down your leg because, God damn it, the best thing you can do is get the fudge out of yeah. Dodge. Underwear soaks up a little. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're like t- a shot you of work in a laundry, you can wash the piss out of your drawers. All I'm yeah, saying is, true. all oh. I'm saying is, don't be fucking curious. Holy shit, this is what you get. Yeah. A terrible ordeal and lots of humiliation. Just, if you see the light go... Good for you. Yeah. I'm out. All right. So we have no idea what it is, but contact us, scriptonoutpodcast.com. Let us know what you think it is. Be sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Be sure to rate and review this episode on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We're available on Stitcher Radio. We're available on iHeartRadio. We also are on YouTube. So leave some comments on YouTube. I know. I love talking to folks on YouTube. That's the yeah. one social media thing. Well, that and Facebook that I actually involve myself with. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys, if you ever want to talk to me, Facebook and to a lesser degree, YouTube is the way to do it. Okay. So Rob is available on Facebook and YouTube. Chris, you are available on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, I love am <laughs> available on Twitter. I'm available on Instagram. I'm available on Facebook. Dads everywhere. I do. I run the Kryptonaut. You accounts. Do. So yes, when you're contacting us, you're talking to me. I also have my own personal accounts. Um, you can find those on Instagram and Twitter at Mark Stores on uh, Twitter and at Stores on Instagram. So you can find me there. And Mark might be able to hook me up with a little Instagram love in the not too distant We're future. We're going to try to get Bob Marino on I'm the old Instagram. Yeah, I might, I might have to stumble up to the we'll old Instagram. We'll Say shalom to my buddies. All right, so there you have it. Super crazy interactions with uh, blob-like aliens in Sweden. Uh, guys, any uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, just uh, really be aware. Think about be, your curiosity <laughs> and aware. what it's going to lead to. 
Because if you want to know something and it ends up being something you wish you didn't know, you can't unknow it. All right, Chris. Uh, P carefully. P carefully. P carefully. All right, I'm going to say living leads to death and we'll be talking oh, to you soon. Wow, that, that's <laughs> grim and accurate. Living leads to death. <laughs> well yeah. fucking sad, dude. Oh. It's so gosh. It's true in all cases. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, talk, we'll be talking to you soon. See ya. 